You're listening to program notes for the Florida Orchestra's Huff Family Foundation Masterwork Series. I'm Andy Tafelski, and today you'll hear about Bella Bartok's Suite from Miraculous Mandarin, Clara Schumann's Piano Concerto in A Minor, and Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov's Scheherazade. So you can dive deeper into the music anytime, anywhere. These program notes are authored by Kurt Loft, a local writer and former music critic. TFO Masterworks 3, Program Notes, November 5th and 6th. Bella Bartok, 1881-1945, Suite from Miraculous Mandarin, Opus 19, duration around 19 minutes. We seldom think of a piece of classical music as depraved or morally corrupt, but through the middle of the 20th century, Many new works were banned as degenerate or dismissed by appalled audiences. If a composer's latest piece wasn't blacklisted or burned, it was shelved for a later, more tolerant time. Bella Bartok's music for the miraculous Mandarin certainly kept the censors busy. It languished after its first performance in 1926 in Cologne and didn't see a stage in Budapest, the capital of Bartok's homeland, until after his death in 1945. One of Bartok's most lurid and bizarre creations, this ballet-slash-pantomime is grim to the core, but like any good symbolist fable, it transports love over the brutalities of life. Those brutalities are symbolized through prostitution, deception, theft, lust, and murder. The plot involves a girl forced into slavery, a few hapless victims whom she entices, a trio of murderers, and a Chinese nobleman. Bartok set the scene with this description. I led the highly respectable listener from the crowded streets of the metropolis to a ruffian's death. The music is violent and vicious, representing the dark side of not only a city, but its broken and soulless people. Three thugs force a beautiful girl to lure men into their den so they can rob them. Bartok writes, The third visitor is a wealthy nobleman. He is a good catch, and the girl entertains him by dancing. Suggested by the clarinet. The mandarin's desire is aroused, inflamed by passion, but the girl shrinks from him in horror. The thugs attack him, rob him, smother him in a quilt, and stab him with a sword, but their violence is of no avail. They cannot kill the mandarin, who continues to look at the girl with love and longing in his eyes. Only after the girl satisfies the mandarin's desire does he collapse and die. Bartok began sketching the music at the end of World War I, and the savagery of that conflict left an imprint on this often cacophonous music, notes the musicologist Yoshef Uifalushi. European art began to be populated by inhuman horrors and apocalyptic monsters, he notes. These were the creations of a world in which man's imagination had been affected by political crises, wars, and the threat to life in all its forms. This exposure of latent horror and hidden danger and crime, together with an attempt to portray these evils in all their magnitude, was an expression of protest by the 20th century artists. Clara Schumann, 1819 to 1896. Piano Concerto in A minor, Opus 7. Duration, around 23 minutes. Clara Schumann may best be remembered as the wife of the composer Robert Schumann but she could well have eclipsed him had history given women musicians equal footing. This isn't revisionist. In fact, Clara accepted being cloistered in the male-dominated profession of her time. Nonetheless, she made her mark through her gifts and tenacity. Quote, 
I once believed that I possessed creative talent, but I have given up this idea. A woman must not desire to compose, she once said. Quote, there has never yet been one able to do it. Should I expect to be the one? End quote. Like Felix Mendelssohn's sister, Fanny, Clara was an extraordinary musician and a formidable pianist. Her talents were etched out of hard work, rigorous study in theory, harmony, counterpoint, and orchestration, with some of Germany's finest teachers. She also developed a sharp business acumen, mastering the details of the concert tour and programs before she was 20. As she matured, the depth and variety of her concerts became the talk of Europe. After Robert died in 1856, Clara devoted the rest of her life to his memory always dressed in black during concerts and eschewing showpieces for more serious repertoire. She played everything from memory. Although she remained active well into her 70s, her best-known work is the Piano Concerto from 1837, which she began sketching at age 13 and performed three years later with the Leipzig Windhaus Orchestra. Innovative for its time, the concerto was cast in three short sweeping movements with advanced harmonies and virtuoso figurations that belie the work of a teenager. The Allegro Maestoso opens with the flowing orchestral statement, followed by the stark main theme on the piano. So far, so good. But the movement doesn't develop in the usual way. The second theme appears and disappears, and there's no recapitulation. And Arpeggio takes us to the Romance Movement, with a delightful duet between piano and cello. A trumpet fanfare introduces the finale, which, unlike so many 19th century concertos, isn't some lively dance to lighten the mood, but music of weight, tension, and a bit of tasteful keyboard razzle-dazzle. Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov, 1844-1908. Scheherazade, Opus 35. Duration, around 42 minutes. Some composers excel at crafting tunes, while others are rhythmic innovators. Then there are those with a knack for synchronizing all of an orchestra's moving parts. Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov had this gift, a master orchestrator who gave us works of rich, opulent coloring and oriental exoticism, notably Scheherazade, the Russian Easter festival overture in Capriccio Espanol. And let us not forget his most famous nugget, Flight of the Bumblebee, which might pop up as an encore at your next piano recital. Rimsky-Korsakov was a member of the Mighty Five, a group of Russian composers that included Modest Mussorgsky, Cesar Kui, Alexander Borodin, and Mile Balakurev. Their aim was a Russian nationalist school, free of the influence of Germany, France, and Italy. Rimsky-Korsakov, however, was frustrated by the inconsistent skills of his friends and wasn't shy in dabbling in or correcting their uneven or incomplete works. His fingerprints all over Mussorgsky's Night on Bear Mountain and Boris Gudunov and Borodin's Prince Igor. Alert listeners can hear his influence in the early compositions of two of his most famous pupils, Sergei Prokofiev and Igor Stravinsky. Rimsky-Korsakov's most popular work, Scheherazade, is a four-part symphonic suite based on Arabian stories from A Thousand and One Nights and connects each section through an irresistible violin melody. The composer offered his own notes to the story of an evil sultan who enjoyed executing his wives on their wedding night. Until his latest bride, Scheherazade, fascinates him with exotic tales and delays her demise. 
The Sultan, convinced of the falseness and inconsistency of all women, had sworn an oath to put to death each of his wives after the first night. However, Scheherazade saved her own life by arousing his interest in the tales she told during a thousand and one nights. Driven by curiosity, the Sultan postponed her execution from day to day and at last abandoned his design. Scheherazade told miraculous stories to the Sultan. For her tales, she borrowed verses from the poets and words from folk songs, combining fairy tales with adventure. For his score, Rimsky-Korsakov assigned the poignant violin theme to Scheherazade, and the brass suggests the Sultan. The four movements include 1. The Sea in Sinbad's Ship 2. The Story of the Calendar Prince 3. The Young Prince and the Young Princess 4. The Festival of Baghdad The Sea, the Ship Goes to Pieces on a Rock the composer expected listeners to take these descriptions with a grain of salt and instead enjoy the exotic 42-minute score, not as a story with musical accompaniment, but as music for music's sake. Recordings in this week's audio program notes included Valerie Gurgiev conducting London Symphony Orchestra for Miraculous Mandarin, Ragna Sharma performing Clara Schumann's Piano Concerto, and Your TFO conducted by Stefan Sanderling performing Scheherazade in her 2007-2008 season. Program notes by Kurt Loft, a St. Petersburg-based freelance writer and former music critic for the Tampa Tribune. Thank you for listening and enjoy the concert.